Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, lovelies, it feels good to be back. I took some time off to recalibrate after losing my grandma. Before she died, I did set up an interview with author and generation cursebreaker Debbie London. I was so elated when she contacted me back as I read her book, Residue, Surviving and Overcoming the Stains of Generational Curses and Soul Ties. It was so eye-opening, transparent, and it helped individuals such as myself detect and break deep-rooted generational curses. She used some very intimate moments in her life to illustrate the hurdles that she had to deal with from childhood to present. I was so impressed by this book. I wrote a review on my blog, beyourownkind.com, and received so much traction. This traction motivated me to reach out to her for an interview, and I was so grateful when she said yes. Before we move forward, I wanted to remind you of my platform, BeYourOwnKind.com, that hosts all of the BYOK podcasts, videos, and more. Every Friday on my YouTube channel, I host a Ask Me Anything slash Let It Out BYOK Live at 8 p.m. Eastern, where we talk about random topics. Viewers are even welcome to join the live to ask a question or add their perspective. Thank you all for your continued support on my platform. Let's be honest. There is nothing more empowering than a dope hair day. Us natural hair gals know that a great hair day is a hit and miss. We moisturize, we moisturize some more, only for our hair to dry and shrivel up by the end of the day. But what if I told you there is a natural product out here eliminating dry scalp and bad hair days? Yep, uh uh-huh, it's true. Rise Design hair and skin products are made with natural ingredients that promote hair and skin hydration. Not only does it hydrate, but it helps to maintain those curls long after your hair has dried. All of Rise Design's natural products can be found on risedesign.com. Rise Design has a plethora of hydrating products to combat the dry scalp and hair. So indulge today and try the product for yourself and receive a 10% discount when using the code Renita10. And don't forget to thank me when your hair is popping day after day. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing today? I am good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Thank you. Thank you um, for taking the time out to be on my podcast. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us, um, tell us something about yourself. Well, um, I am a native of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a graduate of Shaw University, which is an HBCU in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, My brand is about transforming with transparency. And what that means is I put all of my business out in the streets in an effort to help others heal, um, specifically heal from generational trauma. that's what I'm about. I share my stories all the time about the difficulties that I faced um, within my family and how I overcame and broke generational curses. And uh, it is my goal to help as many people as possible break the cycle so that they can pave a new path um, for the generation after them. 
Awesome. That's dope. That's actually um, how I found out about you. <laughs> you um, you were on the Become She podcast, and I was just listening to like some of the words you were saying, and then they were like, well, she has a book out, Residue, Surviving and Overcoming the Stains of Generational Curses and Soul Ties, and I was like, yes, I definitely need to get that. Um, and I read it and it changed my life. It really changed my life. And it kind of coincided with a conversation I had with my uncle and my dad about generational curses. And um, in your book, you said something that my dad said to me is, we don't, we don't have to choose the curses that we are, in, that we inherited, you know? And it was liberating for me because I kind of felt like, hey, I'm stuck with this thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when did you first realize um, you had a choice in the behaviors and the spirits that you entertain? Um, it's, that's, an, that's an interesting question because I kind of feel like I knew since I was like four years old. Um, and I know when you read the book, I talk about like being like a toddler and seeing my grandfather berating my grandmother. And I already knew, like, nah, this is not how it's supposed to go. This is wrong. And even though I was a child, a little baby, basically, I still knew something is off here. And from there, um, I just grew into this very assertive and opinionated uh, young lady because I refused to deal with or accept what placed in front of me. So at least intuitively, from a very young age, I, I did not have to choose the same path that I saw being perpetuated in my family. Okay. And you kind of cut off a little bit on that last sentence. Could you repeat that for me? Um, no, I was saying that I feel like from a very young age, I already knew not to choose the same path as I saw so many people in my family um, perpetuate. I, I felt like, okay, this is wrong. I'm not going to follow in these same footsteps. So let me take things um, in another direction by being assertive, by not allowing myself um, to be run over, to be berated, to be manipulated and so forth and so on. And I just started that at a young age. Of course, I didn't do everything right because I was a kid and trying to navigate um, being immersed in um, an abusive family, but I, I always knew that I had a choice in a sense. Oh, that's that's nice because we all don't know. We all don't know that, you know. We think that we're stuck with these behaviors, and I am who I am type deal. And you know, and, and sometimes that's a daunting. No, it's not. Sometimes it's a daunting thought to think like, "Hey, I'm stuck with this thing, and there's nothing that I can do about it." You know. Mm -hmm. So to mm -hmm. know that you have a choice in the matter is is liberating to me. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. and just and just to segue on that note, um, on page ninety four in your book, um, it it read that sometimes we have so much baggage and unhealed hurts that it gets to a point that we don't actively realize why we're even behaving in the way that we are. It becomes a part of us, end quote. And I like I said, it's it I believe this to be true because I felt that way for um, a long period um, in my life. So my question to you is how do people gain awareness of these inherited things? I feel like the first step is some sort of acknowledgement of, you know what? What I consider normal 
is not right. Like something has to click in you because I've spoken with people where they're like, oh, well, this is how we are. Or my parents, they, you know, they did the best they could with what they had, you know, and they minimize it because this is the norm. This is the status quo in their family. And I think something, a shift has to happen with them where somebody is willing to acknowledge, like, wait a minute. I know that I've been, you know, experiencing and experiencing this and watching this my entire life but this isn't normal wait maybe my normal isn't normal you get what i'm saying like there, there has to be some sort of small realization because if there's no acknowledgement for it people will fight you all day about it they'll be like no no this is just how we are this how, those are people that aren't ready to change so you have to be ready to change and have some sort of acknowledgement or inkling in your spirit where you just feel like, I don't really think this is how <laughs> it should be. I don't really have all the answers, but something's not right here. Because when you start off like that, then you start peeling back the layers and doing self-discovery and, you know, looking within mm -hmm. at the patterns. But as long as you feel like this is normal and this is how we are, this is how we've always done things, this is how my whole family is, and this is just the way it is, and there's no point in trying to change it, there's no getting through to people with that mindset only people who are ready yeah and you're right um I, I think how i found out some of my things is when everyone was telling me the same thing and i'm like okay everybody can't be wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it has to be this has to be something i actually do because at first i'm like no no but if everyone's telling you the same thing that's a good indicator too like uh maybe you need to look into it mm -hmm. yeah that's but yeah but so so i guess what you're saying is if you're not like even trying to change or you're not on the road to really discover yourself or walk an honest path then you're just stuck with those when you you have the mindset that you're just stuck with that thinking or that those behaviors pretty much right and it's just like what you said with the example of yourself like okay everyone can't be wrong that was that moment of realization for you like oh, okay let me look into this because everybody can't do you get what i'm saying yeah it's that moment of realization and even you know as you just say you had that yourself you could have done it a different way and said, no, 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 no. Do you see what I'm saying? You could have <laughs> given much resistance. And there are so many people that do. So when there's a willingness to um, see beyond what you consider your normal and to be open to acknowledging and having that realization, as you did, like, um, to me, that that's what's important. Because some people are like, it's too hard of a pill to swallow to acknowledge that, wait a minute, we've been doing things pretty screwed up for so, so long. Because it, it, it shakes up their whole world. It completely changes, you know, their path and they have to unlearn so much, yeah. and, you know, refigure out things. And a lot of people are afraid of that work and they're afraid of what uh, starting to uncover those things will reveal. It, it's, a, it's a heavy process. It's a difficult process. It's not easy at all. No, it, it's actually not. Um, I know it helped me realize I'm not who I thought I was. And yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Like you know, get off your high horse, Miss Thing. <laughs> that 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 is a difficult space to be in because our experiences, more times than not, shape who we are, personality-wise, and everything else. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like we've become this person. And then we realize, wait a minute, there's some defense mechanisms wrapped up in here. There are, you know, some attitudes and behaviors, you know, that 
uh, I've inherited or that I've uh, adopted in some way to help deal with this thing or that thing. And before you know, you're like, wait a minute, these things aren't even a part of me. So who am I? And then when you get into the who am I of everything, Lord, that just, you know, blows your mind away. Because you're like, well, I don't know nothing. My whole life was a lie. You know, you go through this kind of like, well, you go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, of having to rediscover yourself and, you know, restructure your entire path and just pull up the foundation and start from scratch all over again. So. Yeah, but it's, it's worth it. You know, once you once you gain the courage, because I feel like it takes courage to do that. Um, it's it's a great journey. You know, oh, it's a, absolutely. It's a never ending one, but it's a great yes. Journey. Yes. I mean, I agree. Because even when you're going through the tough moments, every time you come out, there's so much peace to standing in your truth. There's so much peace to knowing that you are living a healthy life mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And you're working, you know, your hardest to make sure that you are not continuing negative cycles that you're treating yourself better you're treating yourself how to love you so that you can love others and receive love properly and all these other different things it the healthy person and the healthy mindset is the end goal and when you start to get a taste of that is motivation to keep going and the peace that comes with it is, is priceless yeah it most definitely is just knowing who you are good and bad is is peaceful mm-hmm. yes <laughs> you know having an idea so yeah it's, it's it's very very peaceful and sometimes i i know that i um sometimes spend a larger amount um attempting to like eliminate all of the generational curses that i forget to search for the generational blessings because we didn't inherit all bad right you know so um in your road to self-discovery how did you tap into your your blessed inheritances um I am trying to think because my family structure is so complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, and this is just for me, I didn't inherit anything from my family. I had to literally create my own path because um, I'm very different than all of my family members. And this isn't to bash them. This is just the truth. I am extremely different where there's scarcity mindset where um there is being afraid to take leaps of faith where there is stockholm syndrome um being afraid to stand up for yourself these are very serious patterns within my family and it's only me and one other family member that had to break the mold to and all of these different layers of things. So I wouldn't say I inherited blessings, but I created them for myself. Mm. And I created those blessings to then be able to pass those down to my children. So instead of generational curses, they and my children will inherit generational blessings because oh. I had to create them myself. Nice. So you wanted to, the buck stopped at you. Yes. Mm, I like that. I like that. You know, instead of just um, sitting and wondering, well, what is good? No, I don't have time for that. I'm just going to create. I'm going to create some good. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. I. Wow, my, that was 
my situation is just a little it's a little bit different and more intense like even in the book I there was a lot I didn't share you know because I don't want people reading on and on and on and feeling bogged down (laughs) with my experiences or whatever but it's just that ultimately I didn't have the um, opportunity or I was not fortunate enough to inherit any generational blessings mine was mostly crap you know but it's because no one before me had the balls to shift things in an effort to make things better in our family structure. So you went on a faith walk. Absolutely. That takes a lot of courage to, you didn't have Absolutely. a roadmap, so that took a lot of courage. Absolutely. I mean, God was at the forefront of everything. Like, He's the one who told me and was guiding me my entire life. And when I was 18 years old, He told me before I went to college, like, hey, you're going to write about generational crisis you're gonna write a book about it and everything that you experienced in your family and I was like uh no I'm not you know but he continued to push me and you know he showed me what was that like 12 years later I finally did what he told me I was gonna do um when I was 18 years old and um I, I it's been a journey it has been a very wild journey but I'm so grateful um for where I am today. Mine is just more on the extreme side of, of, of generational issues. But um, mine, you know, like he says, he gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers, I guess. And I had to see things in a very, I guess, crazy and harsh way in an effort to be able to help people because that's my calling. And that's what I do. And how can I help people if I haven't kind of seen the full spectrum of how crazy things can get and how extreme things can get so definitely it was a faith walk um even when I didn't understand and there was frustration that came that it wasn't just like, hey I'm gonna trust God and we're good no sometimes I'm like oh God what is this what are we doing uh-uh I thought we already addressed this oh God now I gotta do something else now I gotta fight this now I gotta go you know what I mean it, it, it was it's just always something but now I embrace those things and I embrace every lesson and I embrace um, every facet of the healing and enlightening and what enlightenment journey um, because I'm I'm just a totally different person and I love who I am and I'm grateful for how that um, he didn't allow me to give up and that's for anybody out there that is experiencing it and that is afraid and feels like it's so much work but you know, do you really want to remain shackled right. to being something or someone that you're not? Therefore, holding up your own blessings because you're not in a space to receive them because you haven't mentally and emotionally and spiritually healed. You haven't acknowledged things, so how can we trust you? You know, to move forward in certain things in your life if you won't take a chance on you. You got to take a chance on you. And of course, with God at the forefront, as you make a move, he's going to throw a crumb out in front of you to lead the path. But you got to move. You can't just stay there. Well, Lord, I don't know what we're doing. You got to show me the map. No. Take one step. He's going to help you with another. Take another step. He's going to help you with another. Take another step. He's going to take you with another. Well, just it being a faith walk and you you really do have to trust God in every facet of your process. Because like you said, there's no roadmap given for this at all right 
there's no idea you will have no idea what to do but as you take a step back like look god i don't know what i'm doing but i need you he will absolutely put the right resources the right people the right information the right confirmations he will always put it right in your path to reassure you and to show you that you're doing the right thing and to you know give you steps on what's next like i'm i'm, I'm grateful even though god i feel like he be trying me a whole lot you know because <laughs> i'm like look god like come on now <laughs> uh I, i'm just that's grateful and I and I trust this plan ultimately over any of my plans any day. But you know, that's another topic just about releasing ego and releasing your, your own plans so that you can truly receive your inheritance, truly, you know, have the abundant life that you were called to have. But that means taking your hands off the steering wheel and relinquishing control. And a lot of times, you know, to tie it into generational issues, we feel more in control when it's like okay i don't have to start over i don't have to kind of wipe this slate clean and mm-hmm. re-figure out who i am that's that's i want to control it i want to feel in control because every having to make all these changes and seeing that wait a minute my whole life was kind of a lie a little bit like i i can't deal with that so i'd rather just keep the way it is but that's really holding yourself back and that's the last thing that you want to do you want to flourish, you want to grow, even during the painful um, parts where it makes you realize, you know, everything that's going on. You want that. You want to know your true self. You want to get to who you truly are and then make things better, not only for yourself, but for those happy as well. Right, because it's all about helping the next generation not make the same mistakes Absolutely. Um, that we have. It's it's. It's not about, you know, berating them or complaining about them. It's about lending a hand and hand, hey, I did that. Don't do that that way. Absolutely. You know, so that's, it's about reach one. You know, every, all of us are supposed to reach each other. And that's what I loved about this book because you know how many genera, you know, generational curses that you're breaking just with your, your story and your, your book, you know. And, and like you said, it was rough going through what you went through, but you going through what you went through is helping others, preventing others from doing the same thing. So Absolutely. Um, that book is definitely a blessing and it definitely touched my life and my whole family is going to read it. <laughs> I, I appreciate hey, it. Is, I can't even say it's a gift from me. It is literally a gift from God because if he wasn't on my neck about it, I would have never written it. But I'm so glad that I did. And I continue to encounter People that are like, oh, my God, I thought I was alone. Oh, I, I, I didn't even know what it was called. I yes. know that being a, the black sheep was a thing. And, you know, just being able to, if nothing else, bring people relief that they aren't alone. And um, they aren't by themselves on this journey. They aren't by themselves and feeling like, wait a minute, I feel like I don't belong in the situation where I feel so different that there's mm-hmm. somebody out here that can relate to you and that has overcome so that you can too. Yeah, because I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I read the book. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't create all this stuff. Okay, because it's, it's just things about me. I just, I didn't. And I'm some stuff I still don't understand, you know? So it was just, so it was great to read. Like, okay, this is something that I've, some of this stuff I've inherited. This is not all stuff from just life. So yeah, it was, right. yeah, it was definitely eye-opening. Um, any projects you're working on in the future? I have a podcast that's coming out. It's called God and a Gram. In that podcast, um, I talk about my spiritual awakening that happened 
of BME smoking weed uh, last summer. And it's just a very interesting take. I'm an extremely spiritual person. Mm-hmm. But uh, in partaking in that, like something that some people shun, but at this point, like it's not even that big of a you know, it's not even that big of a deal. But you know, it, it it connects you to God. Like if your spirit, let me just say this: if your spirit is grounded, number one, and you're not in a low space mentally, like you can have an amazing spiritual um, experience and I did so I have a podcast um, that kind of goes hand in hand that God on a gram and how like God can use absolutely anything to draw a connection between you and him and it's going to be really fun if, if people you know for those who've read my blogs and seen some of my YouTube videos you know I can be very crazy and ratchet but with the purpose and with the point and for the sake of relatability why um, I have a third book coming out that um, is halfway done. It is a spiritual book. It is called Unboxing God. And hmm. I am very excited about it because it is about relationship over religion and why it's so important to have that one on one encounter and that, you know, that one on one relationship with God. Um, and focusing on him and what spiritual things are going to work for you and nurturing that relationship and um, I'm just going to be talking about a lot of the spiritual things that I have seen um, and experienced in that realm which would blow people away but just for the sake of just letting them know you know yeah. if you have that relationship the, the possibilities are endless for you um, when you just choose to make him a priority and to foster that relationship in all ways um, in every area of your life without the formalities. And that is not bashing religion at all because I really feel like every religion um, he created to help us to create a channel for us to get to him. But I'm also giving the perspective, which is not even a new one, but I'm just going off of my experiences that sometimes you don't even need it, all that stuff. Sometimes you just need to sit and quiet yourself and it just be you and him and so it's going to be a really dope book I'm very excited about it because I've experienced a lot in the spirit realm and I'll be sharing it very transparently with people so those are my main babies (laughs) (laughs) nice nice I hear a lot of people talking about um, religion versus um, relationship and I don't know. I feel like it's a thin line between the two because it's it's both about belief, right? I just I just I don't understand the the huge difference between the two when people say that. Do you mind explaining that? Absolutely. Thanks. So religion, there are a lot of formalities with religion. I grew up in Georgia. Okay, so being in a southern state, was you going to church every single Sunday? You going to Sunday school? You going to Bible study on Wednesday? You gonna read the Bible? You know what I mean? From these times to these times, and it's more about rules. It's more about well, you gotta do this to do this. You gotta, you know, do it like this in order to do this. You gotta pray this way to do this. When really, you can talk to God. Like I'm talking to you right now, very okay. casually. Like that is your friend without all the extra stuff. You don't have to go to church to have a relationship with God. You know, and I know that will make some people shudder. Like, no, no, I have. You don't have to. 
now it's nothing wrong if that if you choose to and no way am i saying that it's wrong but you don't have to have all the luck to have a relationship with him a relationship is about that one-on-one time be it you are meditating daily be it that you are writing in your prayer journal you know and that you're doing things uh, to strengthen your spirit so that mm-hmm. you can be close to him. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Religion is just more about formalities. It's more about, you know, follow these rules to get here. Relationship isn't about rules. It's about just being and nurturing, just like you would with a friend, right? You don't have right. a bunch of rules um, with your friends. Y'all just be and you kick it and you talk and you communicate and you grow stronger, you know, each and every day. And, you know, you hold each other accountable and do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get like it. We, we, we put so much pressure um, on our relationship with God, and some people are so afraid of him. They, they're they afraid to ask anything of him because it's kind of been beat into our minds. Oh, don't question God. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, yeah, you're right. Right. you see what I'm saying? It's like all that comes. That is a religious mind. That's a religious mind. The big, bad God. <laughs> exactly. A, a relationship mind is I can come to my father with anything. God, let me tell you what happened. Look, you already know what happened, but let me just, oh my God, what? why did that go down like that today? Lord, I need you. Like, what's going on? Am I missing something? Can you please give me some clarity real quick? You know, because I don't understand why that went down like that. And that thing really hurt my feelings. God, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in church, it's like, no, you got to get on your knees and you got to do this. And you, you know, you got to speak eloquently in your prayer. No, 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 no. That's not relationship. For me, you know, so religion is about rules and formalities. Relationship is just truly coming as you are and just spending that one-on-one time nurturing and cultivating that relationship with God. So it's it's a big difference. Yeah, I've always wondered wondered that. I'm like, well, don't you have to have the relationship with God and don't the belief come from religion? But I like your explanation, so thank you for that. You're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and, our, and our last question um, is the BYLK staple question. If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Resilient. Because mm-hmm. I have been through hell and back, but um, I always come back stronger than ever. Am I tired of being resilient? Hell yeah, I'm tired of being resilient. <laughs> um, like I saw a meme that said, I don't want nothing that uh, doesn't kill me. But makes me stronger no more <laughs> and i always chuckle when i see that me but it just is what it is i'm extremely resilient and no matter what happens to me no matter what i endure in life no matter what i may perceive as a setback i always bounce back better and stronger than ever and i'm grateful to have that uh trait i guess you know of resiliency yeah well, thank you so much, Debbie. Anything else you want to add before we, we wrap up? Um, for those uh, who would like to follow me or read my blogs, please go to my website. That is DebbieLLondon.com. And um, everything is the same for my social media handles. My Instagram is DebbieLLondon. But if you're on TikTok, you have got to follow me on TikTok. And it's the same thing at DebbieLLondon because I cut a dog on pool on TikTok, but I use humor to bring light to difficult issues of dealing with narcissistic parents, um, you know, and family members and traumatic experiences and things like that. So I take the edge off a little bit just to mm-hmm. ease you in, but also uh, bring home the point that, hey, 
this is for you. I know you've experienced this. We're going to laugh about it, but we really need to dig in and do some healing at the same time. So for those of you like entertainment and you have a little bit of dark humor and you don't mind laughing through the pain, uh, please follow my TikTok at Debbie L. London. I am most myself on TikTok and um, I will be addressing generational trauma in a very detailed way on my YouTube channel um, starting in a week or so. And also that is Debbie O'Lan. I already have videos up there for your viewing pleasure. But no, these are going to be taking a totally different direction and being extremely detailed in the how to heal from um, generational trauma. And I'm going to feed that to you guys and I'm really excited about it. But that is it. I have absolutely enjoyed my time. Um, on the BYOK podcast. I am very <laughs> appreciative and honored and grateful to be in your midst. And um, guys, just remember that you can heal. You do not have to stay where you are in any way, shape, or form. If there's anything in you where you feel like, mm, what is that? What? Do, why do I have anger issues? Why am I always, you know, on edge? Why am I just, why? Start asking yourself, where did that come from? Mm. Where did that come from? Is this really a part of me? Oh, my mama had an attitude, so I got an attitude. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you should look into that. So right. just, I, I encourage everybody to take an introspective look um, within and to see if there is anything that can be addressed and corrected for the better. And remember um, to ask God to help you through that and to reveal it to you. If you feel like, I got an England, but I don't really know ask him to reveal it to you and he okay. absolutely will and with the quickness you're like right i know i asked you but trust me if you feel like you have an inkling but you need a little bit of assistance and direction pray and ask him to reveal it to you and then go from there and of course i have um my book residue uh to assist with um helping you identify but also relating um with my experiences as well to help you kind of pinpoint well what's going on in my own life so I encourage you guys, look within. You have the power to break the cycle. You do not, you are not stuck in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I, 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 I wish you all the best. And I'm here for all of your breaking generational trauma needs. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Debbie. Um, thank you so much for taking out the time to be on the podcast today. Um, you are such a dope and blessed person. And um, I just look forward to your YouTube channel. I look forward to your podcast. And your books, like, I just look forward to you. Aw, <laughs> thank you, girl. <laughs> thank you. And uh, don't forget, everyone, to be your own kind. Until next time, bye. Bye.